0: How can you best support someone who is coming out of an addiction, especially during the holiday season? The season can be very challenging for those that are struggling. And 180 is a local ministry that provides hope and help for people who long for freedom from their addiction. And today we're going to talk about it with 180's Jenny Halupnik and clinical psychologist, Dr. Paul Elias. So good morning, guys. Good
1: morning. Good morning. It
2: is an honor to have you guys with us. Um, fighting addiction is is a brutal battle in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine the holidays have a tendency to make it even more of a struggle. There's so many emotions and things that come into play. Um, What are some of the things that you guys are seeing and what is it that, that we need to be aware of?
1: Sure. Well, I would agree. The holidays can be a really tricky time because, Mm. you know, you think about how you have these family gatherings and there's all these emotions tied into it. Sometimes there's tricky relationships to maneuver. And a lot of times when you've been in addiction and particularly for a number of years, you've missed out on a lot of those family Mm. gatherings. And so it feels... Um, awkward and it feels like there's a lot of expectations and you don't know quite how how to enter back in. And so for the people we support who are in recovery, that can be a really tricky time. It can kind of trigger them to to you know, think about their past lives and, and and feel really sad for all the losses that they've experienced, mm-hmm. and and perhaps there's even family members who are no longer there that they didn't get to see. So it can be a really tricky time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I brought my friend Dr. Paul along to to mm-hmm. share some just some maybe some thoughts about as a family member mm-hmm. how you might support somebody who's trying to come back in sober and and live that life of recovery, yes. but um, how you can be kind of uh, encouraging to them in that time. So.
0: So we'd like to hear some of that, Paul. like okay. what what can we do as family members as loved ones to to have the best possible atmosphere for that person that is coming out of addiction?
3: Well, I think the first thing is certainly support them mm-hmm. and you know kind of meet them where they're where they are. yeah. Um, a lot of the folks that we work with have established a new family and a new support system mm. at 180. So um, I was talking to the ladies yesterday, um, about doing this this uh, interview this morning, and asking I asked them what what helps. Mm-hmm. Um, families are tough sometimes, and and uh, one gal said sometimes you just have to learn to to love from afar, mm-hmm. and that made a lot of sense to me. I, you can't go back into that same situation that might trigger some of your mm-hmm. fr- some of your um, addictions, mm-hmm. right. and and uh, people. The, pe- the people that, that we have have kind of burned a lot of bridges. bridges. So um, yeah. it takes a while to get back into the, the family. And because of the, the time it takes, sometimes uh, a lot of those relationships have been broken. Mm. Um, so uh, when they go through our program, um, they're kind of coming out the other end and have kind of gotten a handle on their addiction well, they've figured it out, but you know moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas who they they might have uh, burned those bridges with not right not real sure if that's if that's uh, going to last yeah, so, it's an issue that. of trust isn't mm-hmm. it yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah and that takes time to heal. Trust is not one of those things that can be fixed just like that. yeah truth yeah. and time equal trust. that's for sure
1: yeah
0: yeah so as we think about the word forgiveness, does that play in? To you know how we step into the situation.
3: Absolutely, um, we talk about forgiveness, and and uh, a lot of times the the addict, you know, w- when they bring Jesus into their life, they can understand forgiveness uh, through Jesus, mm. but they can't forgive themselves, and that's mm-hmm. a really big issue for for people. They there's so much shame and guilt that they have to work through and. Mm. Um, so family members, or when you when they go to to visit, um, recognize that as it's difficult. You know you can't shy away from from what's going on. You you know you're in a relationship with your son or daughter, or mom or dad, or aunt or uncle, who or whoever it is. And you know there's still a, a positive relationship there. Sometimes you just have to work your way through that, and, and trust is it. Is a huge mm-hmm. issue. So, mm-hmm.
1: I think another big issue is expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So, expectations are really kind of premeditated resentments mm-hmm. a lot of times. So, if you have mm-hmm. an expectation that mm-hmm. things are going to look like it used to look, or that this person's yes. going to reenter and just stay apart, you know, stay the whole day and spend the night and do all these things, I, we always encourage people to just lower your expectations and let it happen because the expectations kind of set things up for tension and and stress and, mm-hmm. and create a lot of things that can be stressful for for the person recovery, and they don't mm-hmm. need more stress at that time. They need, you know, that, that support that if mm-hmm. they need to leave early, let them leave early. You know, if they need to not come and love from afar, that can be okay too, and it's not personal. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of their recovery, so, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: That seems very significant is that the reality of the recovery and healing for the individual may not look like or may not be what the family and friends around them is expecting it to look like. You know, we've kidded around about this. Life is not a Hallmark movie. Right. <laughs> and sure. so that is that is very important to keep in mind. We come into a situation, all kinds of situations, with preconceived ideas and ideas of what it's supposed to be like. But the reality, especially when dealing something so brutal as addictions, that can be an entirely different look. Right. All right, so what can we do... To be helpful, what can we? How do we practically help the other person? How do we manage our expectations? How do we? How do we love them?
3: You have. Ex, we have expectations for our family members who are struggling with addiction. They have expectations of, you know, are they going to blow it again? I'm not using when I come to Christmas. Okay. Um, are my family going to expect me to be using? Am I going to act differently? You know, once you go through addictions, um, when you come out the other side, doesn't always look the same. You know, um, right. a Big Brother isn't necessarily the same guy he used to be. Right. So those are kind of things that you can. Anticipate, I I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Anticipate that and then, you know, be willing to just ask them, how are you really doing? And have some of those gentle conversations, but maybe not ask them that at the dinner table when everybody's gathered around (laughs) and they feel on the spot. You know what I mean? Because that's maybe not the moment to do that. (laughs) Um, Other basic things, like if there's going to be alcohol served at your Mm. gathering, make sure you have something really um, non-alcoholic for people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, just basic common sense. and, And also just remember that, um, addiction is a disease. It is a clinical disease that affects mm-hmm. the brain and how it functions and it affects how people um, will function forever, perhaps. And mm-hmm. so it's a matter of respecting that it's a disease and not a moral failure and keeping your mind frame set that there's um, ways that they can make their way back out of it and you can support them. But um, it's going to take a long time sometimes and it's not going to maybe look like you want mm-hmm. it to look. So,
0: I found this a very interesting conversation because recently I lost my husband. And so um, I've been going, well, I went through a a program of grief share or at Mm -hmm. least, you know, there was a holiday grief share. And, And a lot of the same things were covered that you're saying right here. And I think there is some connection here between the person that I was and the person that I am and needing some space maybe. I mean, the one thing they brought up is just, you know, if it's too much, just, you know. Retreat a little bit somewhere and spend a few moments by yourself. and That's often the best advice, right? right. To take the
1: time you need,
0: yeah. And I think there's some similarities here to that and and maybe even approaching the person that's coming in that's in recovery with that same kind of love you would give to somebody who is doing something for the first time alone.
3: A lot of times, um, drug and alcohol addictions... Can be um, the result of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way to deal with grief. You know, drinking and and using. Mm-hmm. It's not the best way to deal with grief. because yeah. it just gets you into more more trouble. But um, when you come into a family, it, it, it's also a kind of tricky. The very first holiday season. You know, when uh, when you lose somebody, that first Christmas. That, that's a that's a tough thing. You're mm-hmm. you're doing it without that person. That you know, you've loved and and honored for however many years, and now they're not there. It's weird. It's just mm-hmm. a different different dynamic in your in your family. So it's a different dynamic for you know the alcoholic or the addict right, too. Yeah. Um, so that's just another another layer of stuff that they have to have to work through. Mm-hmm.
1: And of course I think that one of the best things you can do is just pray for that person, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, go to so the good. Lord and yeah. ask for him to be their strength yeah. and their foundation and their hope as they kind of go through the season and you know, we would love your your listeners to pray for our residents right now yes. even because yeah. it's going it, to, for a lot that. of them it's going to be Hard time. It's going to be a lonely time. It is Mm -hmm. a time that is prone to more relapse. And so the prayers of a righteous person can avail us much, right? So let's do that for these these people. So
0: 100%. So, Jenny, as we think of the ministry of 180 and what you guys do day in and day out, you know, people that are listening might be saying, what, what exactly? What's your role here sure. in the Quad City? Mm-hmm. Sure, right? Well, we are here to really help
1: give hope and opportunity to people and help them overcome barriers to freedom, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, and encounter that life of hope in Christ. And we do that with about 55 people who are in our develop recovery program right now. Mm-hmm. We're housing about 100 people with wow. between adults and children and, and whatnot who are some of our graduates and living in our stability homes. But we also do a lot of outreach to kids and families. Um, we just started our basketball league this week. Mm-hmm. So we have 120 kids playing free basketball um, with us every Tuesday and Thursday evening in, in West Davenport schools. Mm-hmm. And our, our hope is to just be that bridge to some of those families and kids mm-hmm. so that they encounter Not only Jesus, but just loving relationships and um, the possibility of being a kid who gets to do things that other kids get to do so that they can break free of those cycles around them of poverty and crisis and addiction that they may see in their homes. And so we just find ways to support them through... Mm sports through quest for christ clubs through food pantries through bed giveaways and whatnot and it's really just our privilege to to partner with a lot of churches out Mm -hmm. there who come in and really want to be kind of the hands and feet of jesus in a really Mm -hmm. practical way Mm -hmm. in terms of serving families and adults um who have real real needs and so that's that's kind of who we are what we do and you know if you're interested in learning more we did put on our website today um some of these tips for for supporting people that's who are great. in recovery, I love and that. they can find that on our website or our Facebook page and, and find out a little bit more. So mm-hmm.
2: This may not be a quick question, yeah. but it, for the individual that's listening right now that is sh- struggling right now with the temptation of addiction, that wants to try and break free, but it just feels like they can't get away from it, what would you say to them this morning? What What is there for them right now?
3: Well, I, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm wondering if, if they used last night and they're uh, hungover and they're looking for that next fix, um, hopefully they have somebody in their life that they can talk to and, and reach out for help. Um, I, I would imagine you can call just about any church, and, and they they will talk to you. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to somebody, and um, some people going to AA or NA meetings helps. Sometimes that's not the perfect fit for people. You have to you have to figure out who you're close to and who will listen to you and who loves you and let them love you uh, and seek that kind of advice
0: mm-hmm so, Paul, are you available for people if, you know, would 180 be a place that people could call? We have
1: people come in all the time who mm-hmm. are, are looking for some help, and we, we do meet with them. Um, we invite them to apply to our program and get that mm-hmm. long-term help that they really right. need oftentimes, um, and it's it's a privilege to, to talk with people and, mm-hmm. and to encourage them in that time of need. But, you know, oftentimes they have to really want to make the changes because it's not something that mom or dad or wife or child can want for them. Mm. And so those are some of the harder calls. And it's like the mom or or grandma who's really heartbroken over Mm. somebody who's facing addiction and they want that change for them, but the person's not there yet themselves. And so, you know, once they get there and they really do want to see that change, there's a lot of help out there for them. And we're, we're just one place among among several in the community that can can really be that support system mm-hmm. for them. So, um, but yeah, it's about making some slow changes. And and really, um, for us, it's about, you know, meeting the Lord and finding out what He has for them and right. um, giving people that hope. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a matter just of not feeling like there's any hope that that tomorrow can be any different right mm. and and it can it can yeah. be different but if they don't have the hope that it can it leaves them in that That's place it. of despair and they want to just keep going through the same makes life. the struggle yeah. worse yeah
0: love that so sure. how do they get
2: in for more more information about your organization getting involved there's questions about whether or not they are addicted and maybe they you know or is it something i can handle which is a great you know rationalization people mm-hmm. have uh, how do they get more information about the organization so that they can ask questions get Uh, get more informed.
1: Sure. Probably the easiest way is, um, if they have access to the internet, our website is www.oneeighty, it spells out, 180.org. And we have a... um a link on there that says Get Help, and that's a place where they can um, find resources locally that, um, you know, if they want to do a short-term treatment and need a detox, or if they want to do something longer-term with us, um, there's options there, and they can apply for our program there. Um, you know, we welcome people to call us, too. Our number is 563-424-4589. But, um, yeah, we're happy to chat with people and, and just help them get that encouragement. You know, the, the first of the year is a time when we see a lot of people think, oh, let's make a change in my life. You know, let's try yes, dry yeah. January right. or let's try something new. And so that can be a, an important time for them to, to look at a mm. new year ahead and, and what their life might look like different in 2024. So mm.
2: Thank you. Both Thank of you. Very, yeah. very Thank much you. for stopping by and for everything that you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity.